it wasn't so much a weeding out, but it was a seeing how much previous years had impacted the community and how um, great it would be to replicate this model, that kind of a model uh, year in, year out, where you are able to take a property that one of these foundations owns, add value to it without adding value to someone's pay, like their bill. And you get to see them, you get to engage with the community, you get to hear from them. And it's, it's like buying a gift for a kid, but instead of giving it to the kid, you give it to their parents to give to the kid. Hello and welcome to another edition of TrekCast, the official podcast of the Real Estate Council. From deep in the heart of Dallas, Texas, I'm Bill San Antonio. Thank you for joining us. On today's show, we're taking a deep dive into our 2022 Young Guns Community Investment Project, which is a renovation of two quadplex apartment buildings located in the Forest District neighborhood as part of the ongoing Dallas Catalyst Project. You'll hear from our two project managers, Arthur Moranchuk of the Beck Group and Jelani Rainey of Page Sutherland Page. They'll be joining me in a bit to discuss their work alongside Trek Community Investors and St. Philip's School and Community Center, as well as the return of Young Guns Casino Night and our efforts to improve the quality of housing in Southern Dallas. Before we get started, be sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube for the latest from around the Real Estate Council. Now, here's my conversation with our 2022 Young Guns Project Managers, Arthur Moranchuk and Jelani Rainey, right here on TrackCast. Arthur, Jelani, thank you so much for, for being on the show today. How are you guys doing? We're good. Thanks, good. Uh, appreciate you having us on. Yeah, I, I appreciate you guys making the time. Um, I wanted to start by asking that age-old networking question. I wanted to give you guys the opportunity to introduce yourselves to our listeners and our members. So. Um, please tell us a bit about who you are and what you do. So Arthur, why don't we start with you? Sure. Uh, I'm Arthur Moranchuk. I'm with the Beck Group. Uh, I'm Director of Client Services. Um, my background has been in architecture uh, and construction and then working with developers. Um, I'm about to hit one year with the Beck Group at the end of this month. Um, so it's just been a lot of fun uh, being part of a design build firm uh, with architecture and construction. Yeah. yeah, my name is Jelani Rainey. I'm with Paige, Paige Sutherland Page. Uh, I'm an engineering, I'm an electrical engineer by background, and I have been with Paige for six years now, not including my interning period, but um, yeah, it's a joy. We, uh, me and Arthur get to partner up outside of work, uh, being in the same industry. So uh, it's fun to see this all kind of come together in a project like this. Yeah, that that's great. I, I mean, obviously, we're we're here to talk about the 2022 Young Guns project, and I'm curious as to how you guys go from you know being a Young Gun, being a Young Guns member, getting involved, getting acclimated to the work that that the Young Guns do. How do you go from? How did you get involved with the Young Guns and Trek Community Investors, and why was leading the Young Guns project of the board roles that you could have? Uh, been nominated for or nominate yourselves for why was that something you guys wanted to pursue have you worked on a young guns project in the past um so i'll go ahead and lead off here so i have i worked on last year's young guns community investment project uh with the crew there and leading up to that point that was the first one i had done i just joined the trek and that interest came from uh really reaching out to the leadership of my own firm and expressing the desire to be one more involved with the community that I'm a part of outside of work and finding ways to use the gifts and talents and abilities that our firm offers. And um, they've empowered through just developing my own career to be able to use in a capacity that um, I really enjoy. And so kind of being able to tie in that outside of work, inside of work dynamic parts of my life, uh, Trek provided a great opportunity to do that. And that's through the community investment um, projects that we do here with the Young Guns. Yeah, and to kind of just piggyback off of Jelani, um, you know, I've been a member kind of on and off throughout my career with Trek, and so really just 
being going from a member to I joined a breakfast club years ago. Um, still friends with some of those guys that and gals that I met in that group um, to then just uh, being on um, a sponsorship type of level with uh, helping bring on sponsors to Trek events. Um, really very similar to what Jaylani just talked about. Um, I really wanted to now impact um, the community in a way that, again, I can use my skill set of my architecture background, the company I'm with from the construction side, uh, but then also just make a change. You know, me and Jelani talked about this, that no matter how small the project is, you're, you're still going to impact the community and you can impact the individual that is going to be using that uh, building or, or job site or whatever we're, we're working on. So um, I knew that joining this, uh, you know, role that give us an opportunity to to impact um, maybe one person or, or a whole group of people. And so, um, yeah, that was kind of the exciting part. That's great. Yeah, that's that's certainly something that, you know, from year to year, I've noticed has been a constant with the Young Guns project in particular, Young Guns and ALC is that, yeah, we're trying to help people. We have the skills and, and opportunity to do it. And, and let's just jump right in. Um, so the project was first announced at Casino Night earlier this year. Uh, it's our uh, premier fundraising event for the Young Guns Project and for our young professionals in particular. It's the biggest networking event that that we do for them. It was also a return to the Casino Night format. Um, last year, we held um, we held our, our last Casino Night prior to the start of the pandemic in, in 2019, or rather in early 2020. Oh, man, how do I forget the last couple of years? <laughs> Um, and then in, in 2021, we tried something different with the Night at the Levee concert. How did you guys enjoy the return of Casino Night and, you know, being on hand to share the details of the project with, you know, your peers in the Young Guns? Um, did you guys go to Night at the Levee? Had you been to Casino Night previously? What was this year's experience like for you guys? I mean, I'll jump in because I've gone to, gosh, so many Casino Nights uh, years prior to 2019. And and that was a, a great event to just run into friends that are, you know, working for different companies within the industry. And so it was just always a great opportunity for us all to reconnect and have a good time. And um, unfortunately, I did not go to the uh, Night at the Levy, um, but still, it was exciting just to hear the difference of, of people that went to the Night at the Levy to this year's Casino Night and just gosh, the energy and just people being excited about, about being back together at an event of that size and, um, you know, just having fun to, to share the project that we were going to pursue as a, as a Young Guns group. And so, um, honestly, it felt like it got people excited about why they were there and to hear about the, where this funds would go. And so, um, I know it was, it was kind of loud in there, but I think still it got people excited because gosh, what did we have about 50 people on our kickoff call yeah. um, that were interested oh, wow. in volunteering or hearing about the project. And so I think a big part of it was the people that were at casino night. That's amazing. Yeah. Did you have a, a similar experience, Jelani? Uh, actually, uh, no, this, this is my first casino night uh, and first young guns, uh, just event of this nature. So I didn't do it night of the levy either. Okay. Uh, prior. And so for me, the big draw was that there's so many people, so many young professionals um, in our field that are so um, passionate and are willing to pursue their passions and make relationships with others along the way. And you get to do that and it expresses itself in projects like this or, or many of the other branches that Young Guns falls under. And then you get to see it all kind of come together. You can see people sharing community and, and just have a good time. Um, and it's fun because you, the, the competitive aspect of company to company uh, is really gone. And you just get to look across the table from people, uh, whether it's a poker table or a dining, <laughs> dining table, whatever it may be. And you just get to kind of enjoy um, what you're doing. And so that was special. And how can it not be fun to play a little blackjack and have some pizza uh, to end the night? <laughs> exactly. Oh, absolutely. Exactly. So for this year's project, uh, the Young Guns are going to revitalize two quadplex apartment buildings in the Forest District in partnership with St. Philip's School and Community Center. Why do you think as a, as a core committee, because the core committee votes on, on the project itself, right? 
why, what was it about this project that stood out to you guys? Why was it ultimately selected? Yeah, um, I can go in. Oh, um, so this project came about through, it wasn't so much a weeding out, but it was a seeing how much previous years had impacted the community and how um, great it would be to replicate this mom, that kind of a model uh, year in, year out, where you are able to take a property that one of these foundations owns, add value to it without adding value to someone's pay, like their bill. And you get to see them, you get to engage with the community, you get to hear from them. And it's it's like buying a gift for a kid, but instead of giving it to the kid, you give it to their parents to give to the kid. Sure. You get to be completely hands off. You just get to empower that community through the gift that you have. And so that's that's what the opportunity kind of gave and us to be able to bring value to uh, the, these quadplexes in that nature and continue the partnership with St. Phillips, uh, it seemed like a great opportunity to do. Yeah, and I'd, I'd just add to that, that, you know, even being at this year's, uh, last year's uh, project that just did the ribbon cutting, you know, we, it was fun to hear some of the residents come up and, and give their kind of side of the story of how much impact they felt just landscape and refreshing their, their community, their area, um, and just how happy they were and how prideful they were of their space now and how much they wanted to, you know, now upkeep that that space, um, that it just felt like we wanted to continue that to what Jelani was saying. It's just kind of like, hey, let's just keep that year on year out for that area, at least for, for our year that we wanted to do a project and mm -hmm. hopefully now continue a domino effect for that for that district, you know, the forest districts, there's just so much change that's happening in a good way that um, we want it to be a part of that and hopefully can continue that domino effect and uh, help those residents feel that sense of community, not just off the one property that we did last year as a group, but now it's like, hey, we're going in deeper and we're gonna keep trying to mm -hmm. help that, that area. So um, that was kind of a big push for us. We'll be right back. But first, I want to let you know that Trek Community Investors is once again participating in North Texas Giving Day which returns on Thursday, September 22nd. North Texas Giving Day is one of the largest philanthropic events in the North Texas region, and your donations help us fund our neighborhood revitalization initiatives like the Dallas Catalyst Project and Dallas Collaborative for Equitable Development, as well as our affordable housing loan program and economic development projects throughout the DFW area. You can learn more about North Texas Giving Day at NorthTexasGivingDay.org. And while you're there, search for Trek Community Investors and bookmark our page so you can make your donation as soon as the early giving period opens on Thursday, September 1st. We'll link to that page for you in the show notes as well. Now, back to the show. So I'm curious, in the last few years, we've taken on several projects to renovate and enhance housing as part of our ongoing uh, neighborhood revitalization initiatives, the Dallas Catalyst Project, you know, where, where this project falls under, and then also the Dallas Collaborative for Equitable Development. You guys had noted um, that in June, we cut the ribbon on last year's project, which was another apartment complex renovation with St. Phillips. Um, and we got to hear residents and community leaders talk about how special it was for these renovations to happen um, and, you know, create that sense of, community pride and, and belonging, really something that I think a lot of us take for granted about our own neighborhoods, maybe the places that we permanently reside or, or maybe grew up in. Um, and frankly, that that hasn't really been the case for the neighborhoods that we're affecting in in um, in the Southern Dallas area. Um, would you say that, that this project shares similar goals to last year's project, where as much as it is about renovating the the structures and the buildings themselves also you know creating an environment where residents can have that sense of community pride and belonging yeah I, mean, I think you hit it right on the head with everything you just listed i mean in addition to just um i think with this year's project we have a little bit more opportunity to create some outdoor space as well for for these quadplexes and for, mm -hmm. for the neighbors to hang out um and, you know, I think one other piece that we're hoping to, to do uh, to impact St. Phillips is um, using this project as an opportunity to mentor some of the students um, with an after after school program that they uh, do uh, 
in the fall and coming up in September. And so we're hoping that we can get this project going in a way that we can actually show the students how far we've come and the pieces we've had to do to get to where we're at. Um, but I think exactly what you said uh, is, a, is a big reason why we've gravitated towards it. Joe, do you yeah. have anything to add? No, I mean, Arthur hit it right on the head. That's a lot of the reasons why. And um, yeah, I've got nothing more to add. That's a great answer. But it seems to be this sort of added dimension to this concept of housing. I think it's it's really easy for you to think of like affordable housing or improving housing strictly in terms of we're adding this many units, we're putting an extension on to add this many apartments or whatever it is, or just putting sheer housing volume in a, in a community. But how important is the sense of that community pride, that ownership over our, our community and, and its future? How, how important is that to just overall neighborhood revitalization? Um, it's huge um, because you get to, again, add value to the community without affecting the homeowners. It's um, it's like if you invite a friend over to come and help you with a project, you don't want them to take over and make it feel like it's not your home or your project anymore. Sure. Um, and so that's what we get to do now is we just get to come alongside them in the same mindset and goal, which is to build up their community and do it at, in a way that doesn't come at expense to them. Um, and so while we may have some may have huge goals to just do grand projects of adding the adding the huge buildings and all the excessive things. Uh, uh, sometimes it's not always needed, and you can just start small by impacting those that have been so faithful and loyal to their community, and just start there. Yeah, I think the only thing I'd add is just you know, Jelani, uh, you said it before. It's uh, it's empowering. We're kind of a, the hope is you're you're giving it giving them pride to to empower on their their properties or the the homes that they are uh you know in and in, in with their neighbors you know it's a quadplex so it's i mean they're the people they live next to is is hopefully somebody they enjoy being next to and so that's uh you know creating a space and, and creating um a pride in the in their driveways uh is the hope that we create that that community pride to continue so can you guys walk me through sort of the the scope of what you guys will be working on. So just just to create a little bit of context, these buildings, they're owned by St. Phillips, right? And um, it's it's part of a, a general, I guess, project list, you could say, of, of needs that St. Phillips has around their community. But what aspects of the buildings will you guys be renovating? Um, and what lies ahead to being able to get this completed, you know, over the course of the next year? I don't know, Jalen, did you want to run through some yeah. of these items? I've, I've got the list as well, but yeah. Um, so from a high level standpoint, uh, the project includes two separate properties that are quadplexes here in the Forest District area. One is located on Linway Street, 1401, and the other one is on um, Cleveland Street at 3302. And the goal of the project is to really from a whole revitalization standpoint. Um, originally, it's to start with the landscaping of the area and also address exterior finishes um, and then all their aspects around the sites. And so we had a project budget, uh, courtesy of just the great efforts that came from Casino Night and the funding leading up to that of uh, $70,000, which is a huge win because that is more than we've had in previous years. And so, we have been able to expand part of that scope into looking into ideas for um, just paving the drives and new asphalts, community areas like Arthur had mentioned earlier. Um, there's some roof repairs, some trim repairs, and just grow the scope to ultimately do as much as we can for these properties um, from an exterior standpoint, landscaping standpoint as we can. Yeah, and then the other part, just what Jalen was saying, because we um, had such an amazing turnout at Casino Night and raised way above our goal, um, you know, it allows us to really focus on pieces I think they didn't even think about when after we walked the site. You know, they uh, we talked to one of their maintenance guys that takes care of the property and he lives there, and you know, they they've got some when it rains, and you know, we haven't seen rain, so it's hard to see the issues without seeing the rain come down, but. 
you know, we're, we're looking at potentially extending some gutters that um, are causing some water to come down and, and ruining some trim. And so, you know, things we can do to avoid um, ongoing maintenance issues. Um, and then potentially, you know, uh, I think Joanna mentioned it, the, the exterior paint, one of the residents came out on our, our recent walk and uh, we just kind of threw out them on the spot, said, hey, well, what would be the biggest thing you'd want to see change? And they were saying, hey, give us some color on this building. They, I think they were tired <laughs> of the, the brown and tan. So um, excited to just even just refresh paint. You know, it, it's just crazy how much that can even impact such a small piece of, of, uh, of the property. Um, uh, so, yeah, there's just little things now that we're going to be looking at to, to enhance um, the property beyond just the, the list that St. Phillips gave us that they would like us to do. So some exciting yeah. things. Yeah. And then to tag along to that um, with the project, there is another aspect of this with the relationship with St. Phillips that we, uh, Arthur had mentioned at the very beginning and this opportunity to engage in a mentorship um, role with some of the students at the St. Phillips school. Um, so the project, that would be a lasting relationship beyond the um, probably project timeline and throughout the school year and give those that are on the project team the opportunity to present uh, what they do for a living, um, different parts of commercial real estate uh, and building and just along with the project and give these kids an exposure to career paths that they may not have seen before. Uh, and so we're excited about that and just opportunity to then um, build from the bottom up um, in this community. So. That's awesome. That that's so great. I I wasn't I wasn't aware of of that. So that's that's incredible. I'm I'm glad you guys are able to do that. Um, you know, for for the kids and for St. Phillips. Um, as far as the work itself, are are there any challenges? I know the the um the project is kicked off, and I know you guys have done a couple of other site visits. Are there any challenges to getting this work done that you think might present themselves over the the course of the next year? I mean, obviously I mean, in the like, past. Enjoy it oh. <laughs> oh, no, I was just, I mean, I think the, the biggest thing is it, it's a blessing and a curse almost. You know, we, we've got so much, uh, we raised so much money, but now it's a little bit of pressure on Jelani and I to make sure we, we use the best, uh, best use of those funds and make sure we accomplish everything that they asked for. Um, so I think that's kind of uh, uh, something we see as a challenge. Um, but again, that, that, it's a it's an amazing challenge. Um, I think the other part would be uh, uh, some of the big the big asks, you know, the re repaving and, and making sure that those budget items, as we all know, the cost of materials and escalation costs have gone up and same with labor um, that, you know, we, we try to utilize um, potentially some in kind donations and people that could, you know, Come and give us some of their time um, at a at a different cost and what the market's showing. Um, those are definitely challenges I see, and and uh, Jill and you probably have a few others that uh, we've come across. Yeah, yeah no, I think uh, that's exactly what the big ish challenge is now is just figuring out what we want to do. So, and I, I know you guys have mentioned a kickoff call that had um, a lot of uh, member interest. Um, I'm sure. That there will be opportunities for folks to get involved. Are there any that you want to share now, or is there anything that is coming up? Um, you know, as far as set dates, we haven't nailed that out. We have okay. ongoing with our team, but there will be um, opportunities to help clean up the site that'll be coming in the near future. And then obviously the engagement with the students throughout the year. That's going to be opportunities for those in the project to volunteer and for others that want to hop in on that, we'll be able to have those days. And we were just notified uh, not so long ago, just the level of excitement um, from management within the community that they were saying, hey, once you get on site, we're going to provide food for you guys. So there's a level of excitement, um, not only within the team and Trek, but also within the community for people to just start getting boots on the ground. So, yeah. Yeah, I think I would just add to that as if, you know, people are more than welcome to reach out to Jelani or I. Um, we're always looking to grow our team. Um, you know, what we did is we created a bi-weekly call, um, almost just checking in with people. And so we're always, um, you know, grateful if people want to join in on those calls and want to be added to that. 
um, because in those calls we'll probably hit a lot of those dates and deadlines that you're talking about, you know, when's the next, you know, meetup on site, when's the cleanup, when's the, you know, we're going to probably do some landscape, you know, brush cut, but then, you know, definitely the big part is um, the more people we can get involved for the, the mentorship opportunity, um, which is amazing part about Trek is just, we're on the same industry, but each person has a different type of role. I'm just teaching the kids that it doesn't have to be a, you don't have to be an engineer. You don't have to be an architect. I mean, there's so many amazing roles that require are required to fill in the real estate community. And so um, I think if people want to even get involved in that piece would be, would be awesome. So why don't we do this? Why don't we, um, can we put maybe your contact info in the show notes to this episode? And if folks want to reach out, they can, they can email you. You bet. Absolutely. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Let's do that. Um, I'm curious how, has your work with the Young Guns and Trek Community Investors and this partnership with St. Phillips, how has that shaped your view of serving the Dallas community, of, of you know, networking, of, of that community service aspect, of, of the neighborhood revitalization stuff? How, how have you guys been affected by, um, by all of this work that you guys are doing? Um, I'm going to say it has put to reality this hope that there is a way to help strengthen our community and not displace the community, uh, that a lot of people we hear, like a lot of people say like, that's the goal. That's what we want to do. And then it's just sometimes, unfortunately, doesn't go the way that, uh, it's planned. And there's like, always that delicate balance of like, how are we really going to accomplish this? And what St. Phillips has done by acquiring um, some of these properties before other organizations with wrong intents come in and do that and do so in a harmful way. And then allowing Trek to come alongside the partner and just use our gifts and talents to do the work. Uh, it really has just reshaped that idea of, okay, there's a way it's possible. Um, let's, keep replicating this and keep doing it. Yeah, I think the other part I'd like to add just is that, you know, some people might feel like, oh, I'm young or, you know, we're we're a small group or, mm-hmm. hey, we, we can't impact, we're not in politics with the city. Um, it doesn't it doesn't take much to make a change and 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 make an impact on say a person's life. Um, and so small projects can make big impacts. And so um, that's what excites me about what we do with St. Phillips and what the Trek community investment partners do. And so it, I think it just kind of opens your eyes of, wow, we can even just some landscape and some things to a, a few quadplexes, uh, the domino effect it can create to uh, one person's life or, or the group that lives there. And so, um, you know, I think that'd be just my, my, my one cent that, I'd like to pass on to the young group of, of the people or your listeners that hey, it doesn't take much to, to make a change or an impact. Yeah. Hey everyone, Bill here. I know the commercial real estate professionals here in DFW know a good deal when they see one. And boy, do we have a great deal for you. Now through Friday, September 30th, all new, renewed, and upgraded 2022 Trek memberships are half price. That's right, half price. A Trek membership offers exclusive access to networking opportunities, educational events and leadership development programs, and connections to DFW's commercial real estate industry that you simply won't find anywhere else. This deal is perfect for current Trek members seeking additional engagement opportunities, former members who want to get back in, commercial real estate professionals that are new to the DFW area, and recent college graduates just starting their real estate careers. Go to recouncil.com backslash become-trek-member. We'll link to that in the show notes for you as well to peruse our membership offerings and choose the right half-price membership for you. With that, let's get back to my conversation with Arthur and Jelani. So we typically get an influx of new Young Guns members during the summer months. They also tend to be listeners. So if you're listening to this and you're a new Young Guns member, thank you for tuning in and welcome to Trek. Um, I want to put you guys on the spot again um, with your sales pitch. What would you say to them 
as far as why they should get involved with Young Guns. How have you guys benefited from being a part of, of the Young Guns? Could be in career aspects, could be networking, could be this project. Um, how do you get them on board and how do we keep this, this train rolling, so to speak, with, with our Young Guns members and, and all these new people, um, either entering the industry, entering our organization and just getting them involved? Um, Wanna go first, Giovanni? <laughs> okay, um, it's a tall order. I understand. Well, but... <laughs> I'm gonna reach back to what I said earlier in the podcast, and that Trey gave me the opportunity to take my passion and my desires um, and partner them with my professional field career, and really allowed it to just go uh, and in a direction that uh, can be just magnified through connections with others and similar shared interest. Uh, and that's been the most fulfilling aspect of being a part of Trek. Yeah, I think uh, to add on to that, I just say that, you know, like I said, I've been on and off for years with Trek and created long lasting friendships. And I mean, Jelani and I sitting as co-chairs has created a, a lifelong friendship um, and just amazing uh, connection, even just in the first few months. And so um, I have friends that I met through Trek, like I mentioned through Breakfast Club and um, beyond the networking and beyond the, the opportunities that Trek provides, you know, you create these friendships, even though we're in an industry that it's, we're technically competing against each other on some, <laughs> some projects, but at the same time, it's a small industry where we have opportunities to work together and and learn from each other. And so Trek creates that opportunity for us to, to get together and, and bounce ideas off each other and challenge each other. And um, I mean, the, just the events that they put on, you know, beyond say casino nights, the, the speaker series, the, the opportunities to uh, get into leadership roles and, and leadership courses with ALC and just, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, it, it goes beyond just the networking. And I think that'd be, that'd be my sales pitch. <laughs> Yeah, so much growth. Yeah, I'm, it's it's interesting that you mentioned these these lifelong friendships. Um, we get that that kind of story at at every level of of membership and and folks that have been a part of Trek for you know decades at this point. Um, we'll hear stories about ALC classes from the '90s, and they've just they just had another happy hour, and they all showed up. <laughs> like it's yeah. just. It's really interesting to see how these these relationships persevere, um, you know, as as the years progress. Um, I I'm also curious. Did were you guys when you guys first joined Trek? Did you funnel in through Young Guns, or was there another aspect of the work that we do that uh, you gravitated toward first? Um, was was it always Young Guns? Uh, for me, it was. Um, I'm. For me, it was kind of a, I moved to the city. I, was, I moved here from Seattle in, in 2012. And so for me, it was just an opportunity to meet people. Um, sure. I didn't know anybody in the city. And so uh, being to a new city, kind of like, hey, wh where can I get involved and where can I meet people? And so uh, it was just an easy step for that. Um, and so it was definitely a, a piece that going to the happy hours that they put on and just um, opportunities to meet locals um, who have been a part of uh, of Dallas and, and started to you know show me around, and so um, it was kind of an, an easy group for me to join. Yeah, likewise, it's always been Young Guns uh, for me. So that started when I expressed interest through my uh, just leadership at our firm, and we had somebody that was on the ALC committee, and that just exposed me to Trek and. I started on Young Guns and the Breakfast Clubs and then the Community Investment Projects. And now I'm here. Cool. Awesome. Um, I've got a few more icebreaker type questions for you guys, if if you'll indulge me. Um, okay. <laughs> a, a career in commercial real estate often grants you access to exclusive vantage points of our city, uh, especially, the, you know, the more you're on site, the more you're working on, um, you know, all sorts of, you know, we have the skyline right outside our window here. Um, and, you know, it goes up and it goes out. So I'm, I'm curious, what is your favorite view of Dallas? Could be in any neighborhood, could be any part of our city. 
What is your favorite view of the city and why? Ooh, man, oh, that's a tough one. Arthur, you look like you have an answer. <laughs> I'm actually kind of going through a few, but I, I mean, I can jump right in because, I, you know, when I moved here 10 years ago, it was a, it was a beautiful skyline already, but man, has it changed in 10 years? And um, I had the opportunity, uh, a, a big reason why I moved to, to Dallas, I had a project, uh, the UT Southwest Hospital. And so, um, you know, starting with that uh, project over there, leading into the, some of the projects that I got to work with a, a developer in Uptown. And I mean, we, we built, got to design 20, 30 story buildings that added to the skyline. And so, you know, I love that view of being just right outside of Uptown and, and looking back at Uptown and seeing Dallas, downtown Dallas is the backdrop. Um, it's just an unbelievable uh, view of seeing what 10 years can do to a city and just the, the opportunities that this industry's opened up for me um, from just being a part of those projects, but then also just giving back to the community and doing things that uh, have hopefully helped and, and impact beyond just the skyline. I, I also, I can't tell you how many times I've heard, oh man, I can't believe how much this place has changed in the last decade. I haven't been here quite a decade yet. I've only been here, I've been here since 2015. Um, and when I first moved here, I moved out to the Plano Frisco area. And that was, I mean, that was all I heard when I first got here. It was like <laughs> 10 years ago, there was nothing here. You know, you have all of these, you have the shops at Legacy and Legacy West and, and all those developments. Man, there weren't, there wasn't anything out here back then. It was, you know, we'd see armadillos passing by on, on the, <laughs> not even a paved road yet. So it's, it's funny. Like, yeah, it really has. I mean, even in, in the time that I've been here, you, you can really see the changes um, as, as new development goes up and, and our industry, you know, being as fortunate as it's been in, in the last decade, there's been certainly a lot of, a lot of new development in Dallas in particular. Um, Jelani, what about you? What is your favorite view of the city? Uh, yeah. So Arthur allowed me a little bit more time to think, but <laughs> I tried to give you a couple of minutes too view, with my answer. <laughs> right. You did. It helped. So my favorite view is actually just outside of downtown looking back in. And so our, the church that I go to is at an old middle school in South Dallas where we, me and my wife now live and yeah, they're old Percy Anderson. And we took our wedding photos on the roof. And from the roof, you can see downtown's skyline, but you can also see the entire neighborhood and community before oh, you wow. get there. And so you see the houses, you see the trees, and you see bits of the community. And I think just seeing that in one shot has got to be my most, uh, it's definitely my favorite view of Dallas because it engulfs so much. Yeah, I'm sure it's a breathtaking view. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, you're you're driving up into Dallas off of 75 and they've got all these billboards up on the side of the highway and you have one of them and you can put anything you want on that billboard for people to see as they drive by what would you what would you put on that billboard what would it say and and why would you put it there hmm i think Jelani needs to go first this time <laughs> 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 oh man um what's your why um every morning if you're coming in to the office what's what's the reason what are you living out um what is what's driving you what is what are you pursuing is it a career? Is it to support a family? Is it to just be faithful? Is it like ask yourself each day? Because I think that's a reminder we need to step into our work day with this reminder. So say, what what is our why? Um, and oftentimes we forget that and we kind of get into this mundane routine of clock in, clock out, clock in, clock out. And we just need to be reminded of why we're showing up. Yeah, absolutely. And certainly having that reminder, I've, I've, I've heard that advice before, and I've heard it in terms of 
have it written down somewhere, somewhere you're going to see it every morning so that you can go and, and take a look at it and you don't have to work hard to find it. You don't have to scramble or be concerned that it's going to get you know thrown out in the trash or something. It's it's right there. You'll see it every day. It's in a point where, or it's a, it's positioned in a way that you're going to be able to, you know, like I said, see it every morning and and um, and and remind yourself on on a daily basis of of that. Um, yeah. So Ar Arthur, how about your, how about you? Gosh, I mean that was a really good one, Jelani. But I, um, I'd probably say even just simple, be authentic to you. Um, you know, I think sometimes we we try to put on an image of of fitting in or or something. You know, I think if you can be authentic to yourself, um, that might bring joy. And if you bring joy out to others around you in the office uh, or wherever you may be. Um, you know, you might impact somebody's day. Um, so I think if if you just remind yourself that, you know, uh, it almost piggybacks off what Jelani's uh, quote would be, but um, I think just looking back at yourself and just being true to yourself uh, can can give you an opportunity to to impact somebody. Yeah, those those are great pieces of of advice. There certainly messages you would want everybody to be able to see. Um, it's good advice. Thank you guys for that. Um, if a friend was visiting Dallas for the first time, they haven't been here before, they don't know, you know, the cool neighborhoods or, or the best, you know, restaurants and bars and stuff, where would you, what would you show them? Where would you take them? What would you guys go do? Where would you take them to eat? Map out that, that kind of day, um, for me with, with that friend. Gosh, I'll go first. Cause I, I can't tell you how many how many weekends I've had to do that over the last 10 <laughs> years and especially in the most recent years as DFW has become such a popular place for people to move that uh, I think I've had half the West Coast come try to visit and ask where, where should they go. Um, gosh, I'd say in the last five years that's changed and you know as, as you guys know Dallas is such a foodie spot so I think good food spots keep changing. Um, but gosh, I'd always start with the simple ones, uh, just because I lived in uptown when people came to visit a lot. So, you know, it was, hey, let's walk over to Clyde Warren Park. And, uh, you know, it's such a unique, unique uh, park to the city. It's such a good, good backdrop of, of seeing the city in a, in a different way. Um, and then, of course, you kind of need to do some of the tourist spots, uh, take them down to the JFK, Grassy Knoll, and, um, uh, the eyeball is always fun, uh, and, and showing them the, the cantilevered pool from the jewel. Um, and then, I mean, you got to make it over to Fort Worth and you got to take them to the, uh, to Billy Bob's and, and hopefully there's a concert. If not, uh, you could take them to red river. We got to You got to do a little honky tonk, uh, with people from the West coast. They got to, they got to get good flavor of, of Texas that from just that. Um, and, and then you have to take them to a good text mix spot. So gosh, I, I don't even know. There's so many good ones to, to go, but I mean, people on the West Coast, they think they've had queso, but it ain't queso until they've had it here. Do you have a go-to Tex-Mex spot? Do you have a favorite? Oh, man, I think Miko, of course, is an easy one. Um, just because they've got good drinks, they've got good food, great service. Uh, I'd say that's probably uh, an easy one, and especially you can kind of knock out two birds with one stone with their new location right there at Clyde Warren. Sure. Just a quick plug, right? Miko, you can, you can right. reimburse me later for that. <laughs> yeah, you guys got my tablets. <laughs> I think chip, free chips and salsa coming your way. Yeah. We'll put them on your influencer, on their influencer budget. There you go. <laughs> All right. Jelani, where, where would you take a friend um, who's, who's new to Dallas? Yeah. Um, Man, I loved going to the fair growing up. So one of the first stops is the fairgrounds uh, and showing them the Cotton Bowl. There's just so much that engulfs Dallas's history that starts there uh, and walking through there. Probably go up to Deep Ellum, walk the streets up a little bit since we're right in the area. Yeah. Uh, take him to, I'm going to go the barbecue route. Okay, um, there you go. Because we went to and I'll go barbecue. And so you have to stop by and get a taste of quite a few. Uh, you know, I, I could name drop if I'm really going for plates and, you know, but there's just so many different great barbecue places throughout Dallas. 
I'll, uh, I'll put you on the spot then. Um, if you're going to Deep Ellum, are you taking your friends to Pecan Lodge or Terry Black's? Terry Black's. Or somewhere else? Terry Black's. Terry sorry Black's. If I, sorry, sorry if I hesitated. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just, I was, the, there's, that's probably one of the top three uh, for me in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Uh, the other one is quite farther north, up in McKinney. So Hutchins, if you ever get the chance. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah I can confirm both those spots are really on, good. <laughs> yeah, I grew up on Hutchins as a kid. Jelani makes his friends uh, wear sweatpants when they come in, apparently. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yep, sweatpants and get your sweat rags out because you're going to yeah. need sweats too. Oh, man. I mean, that. that um, any, anything yeah. else on, on the big day out? Oh, man. it's There's so much to do. I know. Uh, it's like, a lot of, a lot Bishop, of Bishop Arts is another good one. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, Bishop Arts is there. Um, man, you can go to Trinity Grove. You walk the bridge. Uh, over there, a lot there. of That's good food out there spot. too. Yeah, right over there is great food. I mean, great, great food all up and down. Yeah, um, the area. Yeah, this uh, and, um, and you get a glimpse of like shopping in Dallas. Some of these malls out here, whether it's North Park or uh, if you want to really go far up north, you can go into the Shops Legacy. Um, but there's, it's hard to just nail down one quick thing. Yeah. Arthur hit a lot of the great spots. I'd probably <laughs> do a lot of the same ones, Clyde Warren, all of those. Um, yeah. Yeah, th those are all great answers. Um, this was a question that our chair, uh, Kim Butler, had asked during a board meeting, and we went around the room, and we must have had, I would say, probably 30 people in the room for this meeting, and everyone had a different answer. Like wow. everybody, there, there's really so much um, that that you could do out here and 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 take a, a Dallas newbie too. Um, so, guys, I I appreciate your time. I've got one more uh, question for you. Uh, Trek slogan: It's build the city you've imagined. And I think of it. I've always thought of it as a challenge to our members to leave a, a positive, lasting mark on our city, whether it be on literally shaping the skyline through you know your your everyday work in the in the real estate industry, um, or in some of the the work that we do, either through influencing public policy, uh, getting involved in our community investment initiatives, um, or our leadership development programs and and preparing future generations of real estate professionals and executives. What, what does that slogan mean for you guys, either in your career or within your involvement with Trek? What kind of impact, you know, when all is said and done on, on your real estate careers, what kind of impact do you guys hope to leave? Has that been something you thought about? I can jump in first. Uh, I mean, 100%, uh, you know, we, my, my family immigrated from Ukraine in 1990, and I was just one year old. And so growing up, you know, thinking about just what America stands for and, and what you can, you know, chase your dream. And so the commercial real estate industry has really allowed me to get into that uh, building the dream. You know, I always thought I started in architecture due to Lincoln logs, if people remember that. <laughs> and so just um, being a part of, of a city that I feel like Dallas is, is a new city, you know, my hope is to impact just one young immigrant or uh, a, a kid from uh, a family or a community that doesn't feel like they might have much opportunities that you get involved with, with things like Trek or, or, you know, ask somebody to be a mentor um, because uh, the, there's great opportunities for them to to take on challenges and learn from somebody that's been in the industry. And so my hope is that maybe someday uh, somebody can come to me and, and ask for for something that um, a lesson learned that I may have had over the the years in this industry. And so, um, you know, I, I think it's tough for me to just answer it as just like a skyline question or um, how do I build the city differently? But, um, you know, it's, it's creating opportunities for, for the next generation because uh, each generation has amazing ideas and amazing ways to, to change the skyline and, and change the industry. And so um, my hope is that a little, a little part of what I've uh, learned from somebody else that I've been mentored by 
um, I can pass along and, and add another little nugget to, to it to, to hopefully impact the next generation. Yeah. Jelani, how about you? Yeah, um, we, we do have a beautiful city, but when I read, uh, you know, how do I want to build the city? I imagine it's, I want to make the city beautiful for everyone. Uh, and that's not just from a physical standpoint, but I want it to be, I want it to be a beautiful experience to be a part of the city, to be, to living in Dallas. Um, that starts with projects like the ones we get to work on, where you get to build up the moral of your city, um, not just from the construction standpoint, but you get to build up all the residents uh, and start in small ways uh, and just build on that. Take building blocks, start with, and just one project at a time, one effort at a time, change one, change one heart here and there to want to see everyone want better for our city. Uh, and so it's, I think our city is going to continue to grow and develop from a skyscraper and a building standpoint because we are just fortunate enough to have that kind of economy. Uh, but I really would like for it to just be beautiful for everyone. Guys, I, I appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for coming on the show and, and talking a bit about the project. Um, like we talked about, we'll put your contact info in in case um, folks want to reach out and be a part of the Young Guns project. But best of luck to you guys on this on this journey. I can't wait to see it when it's finished. Awesome. Hey, appreciate it, Bill. Show you. Th thank, thank you, guys. For, uh, yeah. jump on. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks, Bill. That'll do it for today's show. I'd like to again thank Arthur Moranchuk of the Beck Group and Jelani Rainey of Page Sutherland Page for joining me to talk about the 2022 Young Guns Community Investment Project. Before we sign off, make sure to subscribe to the show and follow us on social media and YouTube for more exclusive content, news, and events from around the Real Estate Council. Be sure to save our North Texas Giving Day page for the start of early giving on Thursday, September 1st, and take advantage of our annual mid-year membership pricing offer to get your new, renewed, or upgraded 2022 membership for half the price. We'll link to all of that for you in the show notes. Until next time, I'm Bill San Antonio. Thanks for listening.